0: Hey, hello everybody, and welcome to Show
1: & Tell. Uh, I'm this week's uh, guest host, John Park. Uh, thank you so much for coming to see the show and all of the great stuff that people have brought on, projects uh, and and other things to discuss. If you wanna hang out in the chat, you can head on over to Discord, that's adafru.it slash Discord, jump into the live broadcast chat channel, and you'll find people discussing tonight's Show & Tell, and beyond, and also there's a link there if you want to jump in and you've got uh, something to show and uh, a couple minutes to talk about it, then uh, then stop on by. We have a great group of people. We'll each uh, try to take a couple minutes to to show and tell our project, and uh, then we will be able to finish up in time for Ask an Engineer that will be happening at eight o'clock Eastern time. Uh, so we will get started first of all with Travis coming to
2: us from digikey hey travis hey jp so what have you got to show us today so what i did was i created a macro pad and i don't know if the colors will focus there mm-hmm. to with the pimeroni uh pico rpg keypad and i have it currently set up for on shape mm-hmm. um, and if you can share my screen i can kind of show you here what we can do let's see if i can focus over here so so with the keypad, um the green buttons here are all set up for directional, so I can do oops. I can rotate r- left, right, up, down. And then if you press the center button here, it actually changes color but the camera's not catching it. Mm-hmm. It actually goes to a pan mode, so you can move it around. Oh, nice. Um and then these blue buttons here, the top one, it snaps to a front view. Mm-hmm. middle is a uh, top view and then the bottom is an isometric view and then the purple buttons down here in the corner the the left one is it actually starts a new sketch so if i click the sketch plane in here and then if i'm in the line tool start drawing line if i press the orange button it actually changes that line to a construction line and then you can toggle it back to a regular line as well the second purple button here. That is for try that again. If it wants to cooperate here <laughs> <laughs> I can start a new, new extrude. Uh-huh. And then the last button, if I select normal things, it deselects everything.
1: Mm-hmm. So oh, that's great. So you've really made your own, uh, highly customized version of sort of a space mouse, uh, sort of a, for the modern
2: era. Exactly, exactly. And that was kind of my thought behind it is I've always wanted a space mouse for CAD programs. And I thought, why not? I have this hardware, might as well try and make it into it.
1: <laughs> and what was the, um, how did you code that? What's that
2: written in? So it is all in Circuit CircuitPython, um, uses mm-hmm. the uh, Adafruit uh, HID libraries for mm-hmm. the, to emulate the keyboard controls. Mm-hmm. And um, one thing I'm looking to do is port it over so it can be used with Fusion 360 as well. And mm-hmm. for that, I have to emulate a mouse command, so I have to use the HID mouse libraries. All well. oh, right,
3: right.
1: Oh, so so some of the um, in Fusion 360, some of the screen motions have to be mouse and aren't uh, key uh, HID yep. keyboard. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yep. For for Zoom itself, it's this. It's actually a center mouse button command, so a little uh. bit different. <laughs> then was t- that the and... mouse
1: does the mouse wheel have its own uh is it a mouse wheel command that it gets or just the click and hold and drag kind of thing
2: uh it's a click and hold uh-huh. and drag command. Yeah. yeah so the the scroll is i think it's a that itself is a is it a pan hmm. i think it pans the the device on the screen it's a little bit different than on shape so it's yeah. taking me a little bit longer to get that one done
1: it's also impossible to know without doing it. I think even if you've used a 3D program forever and ever, you kind of have to like just grab a mouse and, and a keyboard, even if it's not connected to anything and suddenly it comes to you, but like trying to actually uh, uh, describe some of these is, is nearly impossible to remember, I find. Yeah, Great, yeah. and did you uh, did you have a, a project page or anything you wanted to show for, uh, for this build or anything related?
2: Yeah, we do. We actually, I did a write up for our maker.io page. With all the, including all the code and all the part numbers and everything used in there. So.
1: Great, and people can find that just head to the Maker.io uh, main page.
2: Correct. It should be the latest project on there because it just went live today. So.
1: Great, looks really cool. Thanks so much for joining us with that today, Travis, and uh, and come on back when you got it with uh, with Fusion and maybe on the macro pad. Would like to see it. Sounds good. Thanks, all right. All right, uh, let's see. Next up, uh, just going in order of my screen here, we've got Liz. Hello. Hey, Liz. How's it going? Good, except have, have you heard there's a dog out there barking somewhere? That's, uh, <laughs> I'm sure the <laughs> mic is picking it up, so say hi to the dog. I don't know whose dog that it actually is not my dog. Uh,
4: it sounds like a great dog, uh, <laughs> but I've uh, I've got like a, it's not really a demo yet. It's more like a, a deep work in progress, uh, but I'm going to work on a robot liar. Um, So it's like a mini heart, basically. And so the servos will strike the strings and respond to MIDI. Uh, So I had actually done a full uh, hardware design using extruded aluminum that went across and the servos were all mounted at an angle. But I had a really hard time getting them to be in the right position for the string because there is this slight kind of curve you can see with the the way that the strings are mounted. Uh, So I've gone back and have been slowly redesigning it. Uh, So now I have this kind of bracket thing. And I just put it on top of a piece of acrylic right now with just some sticky tack uh, to see if it would line up. And so now these servos are mounted directly above the strings. um, And then there's going to be this other bracket that goes um, on top. uh, So it'll be like really held in place. And so I'm thinking then I'll have a larger 3D printed piece that will mount to the acrylic. And then I'll be able to kind of get into... um, Getting a good demo with this going. Uh, so that but, will
1: sort of sandwich the- Yeah,
4: it'll be this kind of sandwich uh, thing. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, but with this right now, like they are directly above the strings, which is exciting. Um, and I have code that when you press the the MIDI keyboard button, like it recognizes uh, what direction it just uh, swiped in. So they each will independently kind of strike back and forth um, so that you're getting like the fastest possible.
1: Oh, so, so you'll remember the state.
4: Exactly. Every yeah. note
1: so that you can always, that's cool.
4: Yeah, yeah. So that's coming uh, shortly. So I've been doing a lot of product guides recently. Mm-hmm. So basically I'll um, kind of spend most of the day on the product guide and then do like two hours on this. So slowly okay. cooking oh, in fun. the background. Yeah. yeah, slowly cooking in the background. So hopefully maybe next week I can have some actual playing demo. And
1: uh, it looks like you've done some sort of a custom horn for the uh servo and that yellow yeah, part there what is yeah like a little... so i can
4: lift it up um so basically it's just um a little uh like extension and then i actually um kind of uh drilled out the center of the horn so that it was an m2 slot so that um i could really attach it nicely because that was the other thing with the other design i had i was doing custom horns but the strings were causing too much resistance against the horn so it was getting out of whack so uh, that was another thing I learned the last time I attempted this. So hopefully this will keep them kind of in place.
1: Great. Well, yeah. good luck with that. That's really cool. I'm looking forward to hearing this thing uh, get played. Um, <laughs> so thank you so much. And we will uh, next up bring on maker Melissa.
5: Hello. Hello. Uh, so I've been working on a... Um, the circuitpython.org website. And I've been working on an installer here. And um, so uh, you can go onto it and it'll show you a menu. And I'm going to, this is the uh, ESP32 uh, huzzah that I'm doing it on. Uh, so I'm just going to kind of go through uh, the install. It just takes a few minutes here to kind of go through. but. Sorry, I had a cat on my desk here. (laughs) (laughs) So it starts with going through with erasing the flash, and then it's going to go and write the binary file directly onto the um, chip, and that usually takes about uh, a minute or so. So is this
1: a ESP32-specific?
5: yes uh esp32 uh s2 s3 and i haven't tested the c3 but it should work
1: i like that it's um just kind of a wizard that guides you through the thing with uh, very mm-hmm. little interaction i know I've, I've used some of the other other uh, methods for install and this it's usually a little more involved
5: yeah, uh this one's especially interesting because it does um it doesn't have the circuit Pi drive that shows up. Mm-hmm. Um, and so normally you have to go in through the REPL and get it all set up and there's a lot of steps to it. So I'm trying to make it as like simple as possible here. That's great. So. getting close. Um so I actually have a uh, pull request in um, for this and hopefully this will be live soon. And, and hopefully this doesn't mess up here while I'm a demo here because I the anticipation. Had had I had to put in a few things just for uh testing um that are a little different than the pull request.
1: Let's see. And when you run this yeah. do you do you uh place the board into bootloader mode with uh like a reset button nothing like that you just plug it in no. and no
5: wow. yeah yeah i was i was, i'm trying to make it like as smooth as possible this little interaction
1: yeah i've reached the point where i can never remember which boards want a slow double press, fast double press, the boot cell and the reset. Like we have about three or four different ones that are. Uh... So
5: once it does that, then it kind of boots up a Python, And then we have to kind of select the drive again at this point. And then we want to put in the Web Workflow stuff. So um, let me go ahead and type in my Uh, I'm going to just leave the default password report and just hit next, and then it just waits for an IP address, and then once it gets there, you can go right to here, and it will uh, go ahead and load the code editor. So it just takes a moment. There was a
1: question in the chat uh, from Guy about, is this uh, Chrome only right now? Is it chromium um, browser?
5: yeah like chromium based browsers is mm-hmm. but just because it uses some of the uh more uh some of the apis that are only available on some of those like the mm-hmm. uh, file system API so anyway so I got the web workflow here and um so it's all connected and ready to go on there
1: great so but, easy
5: yeah that's what I'm going for
1: thank you so much for this this is uh this is great we're gonna love thanks. this and your demo totally worked which congratulations yeah.
5: well, <laughs> <laughs> i went through a lot of debugging today because just <laughs> to well as possible. worth it
1: great yeah. all right and so you said there's a pull request in uh for this at the moment
5: there is yeah so hopefully that'll be uh live in the next few days
1: excellent and uh for people who want to check it out do we have any is this integrated in any of the um information right on circuitpy.org on the board page or in a guide, or is it just click it and it should should be pretty uh, self-evident?
5: I'm trying to go for it more than a click and be self-evident, but um, I'm not sure if I'll end up writing a guide or not for it. Right on. Um,
1: well, good luck with that. Thank you so much, Melissa. Yeah. Thanks. Okay. Uh, next up, we've got Jephler. Hey, you hey,
3: so um, I published a guide this week. It's the first time I've done a product guide for Adafruit. And if you bring up my overhead camera, uh, I'm sharing that. Yes, hooray. Uh, so this is the OV5640 breakout board, uh, their Adafruit's version. And it's plugged into a Kaluga dev kit here, which has the Espressif. But in the um, guide, we also show hooking it up to an RP2040. And all of that is running uh, CircuitPython code. This little demo here, I can switch it over to the live camera view, and it's it's okay, responsively, mm-hmm. um, pretty good for CircuitPython, I think. And yeah, we show how to save JPEGs, how to show on an LCD, Great. and even just for fun, we've got an ASCII art version, so you can get a oh, really no. lo-fi rendition of what's on the camera <laughs> in a terminal on your computer. So oh, that's fun. Uh, yeah, check out that guide. It's. Up listed up as one of the new ones. And if you've got a compatible board, which is the ESP32-S2 or S3 or the Raspberry Pi Pico RP2040, uh, you'll be able to use this camera with CircuitPython. I'm told you can do it in Arduino and C++ as well, but Mm -hmm. I don't know anything about that. We covered just CircuitPython in the guide.
1: And for RP2040s, is it the Pico uh, only or are there Um, there feathers that all work?
3: It depends, like on your available pins. So the actual Raspberry Pi Pico with all those pins broken out is the best. Mm-hmm. I haven't actually done the arithmetic to see whether you could do it on a Feather, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, like the and for that one you have to do hand wiring. The reason we picked this board over a Native Fruit board is it has this standard uh, two by nine header, mm. um, so there's no wiring. You just slot it in. Uh, but if instead you solder these outer two rows, you can stick it in a Permaproto and solder it up to your RP2040, which is a fair about bit of work. Uh, actually, I have to credit uh, Lamore as co-author because she wired that up and did the RP2040 testing and code for that guide. Right. Uh, but it does, it does work on both those platforms with CircuitPython.
1: Oh, very cool. Yeah, I, and, I'm looking forward to this. I got one of these boards and I knew I would be waiting for your guide before yeah. I bothered touching it so well i can't can't wait to
3: see what ideas you come up with then if we've got just a second more i have a this week i learned so uh this is a little servo motor from the adafruit store with a with a gearbox in it and the listing says it's a 20 to 1 gear ratio Mm. and i wanted to measure exact revolutions and i'm like "The, the math isn't working out there's a bug in my program or whatever so i learned after i took one apart and counted the teeth on the gears and like multiplied it all out i'm like Because it's actually a ratio of 30,613 to 1,500, or a nice round number is 20.4087 is the gear ratio. And so Ah. what I didn't know from my inexperience is usually those ratios that are are listed for a gear motor are approximate and rounded. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And... I don't know. I, I mean, I understand why you wouldn't put that number, 306 right. to 1500 in your product list. But it's a little rough if you hang your it's programming like I hat. Didn't, on. I didn't yeah. know, and I thought I was gonna measure exact oh, for really, my purposes. that's really interesting. So yeah. if you run into this, it's not that you're crazy or there's something wrong <laughs> with your gear motor, it's that they round it off just for uh-huh. simplicity's sake.
1: It's funny, I've been watching some of these videos of uh, complex mechanisms built with Lego um, mostly Lego Technics gears and uh, it's they're, they're solving similar yeah. issues with lab, but I'm curious what the ratios are really like uh, if those are what they advertise. Cause they mm-hmm. usually have a, yeah, was-
3: no, I think, I mean, you know, you have to have specific numbers of teeth. Like there's a number of these have a, a ratio of 12 to 22, no 10 to 22. And it's like, you're never going to get a round number out of that after you mm-hmm. cascade some of them. So mm-hmm. you just mm-hmm. round it off and say, Oh, it's 20 times. Yeah and for like a rc or that. something that's fine. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, that's what I got, but uh yeah. check out my guide. And check so are you
1: counting cool. are you counting revolutions on this now like with an encoder or something like that or were you trying to
3: Yeah, so this particular motor um it has an encoder wheel on the back and so you can actually count that with CircuitPython's uh rotary IO module. Okay. And so, you know, I thought, oh, it'll just be this number times that number will tell me my revolutions. And I see. No, not if you need it exact. If you need it within mm-hmm. a couple percent, it's fine.
1: Mm-hmm. Very cool. All right. Well, thank you so much. And we'll go check out the guide too. Probably uh they'll they'll show it and uh, ask an engineer. They so. probably
3: will, and I will drop a link in the Discord chat.
1: Thanks so much. Take care. All right, next up we've got Ann. Hey
6: Ann. Hi, JP. I've got a project that seems to have garnered a bit of interest. It's a what looks like a floppy disk, but instead of a label here, like you know maybe your average floppy, it's got a display. It's kind of shiny there we go. that's it's great It's blown out um it's got a bunch of file icons, and what that shows is are the the files that are actually on this device now. <laughs> If you can kind of look, you can kind of see it's not quite the same as, as this. It's a 3D printed case by uh, the excellent uh, Ruiz brothers. Um, and what I've done is put a Adafruit pie portal um, display in here. And what that provides is um, the SAMD51 and the beautiful display Mm -hmm. uh usb connectivity and uh on the side here you can there's a slot also for an sd card but i don't have it quite coded up to use the sd card but basically you can use this as a smart um, thumb drive it has eight megabytes of built-in flash and you can see the files and you can scroll you can touch and see the the uh, the icons, so you can That's kind of scroll clear. back and forth and see what's in there. And it has this kind of retro thing. Yeah, uh, you know, you show your kids this, and they go, "Wow, is that what it really was like?" It's like, no, it's not <laughs> Almost. what it really was like. You know, in a, in a
1: future past that never existed, that was slightly chunkier and cooler.
6: Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it will not fit into a three and a half inch drive. Please don't try to do that, <laughs> but it has a lot of retroness to it. It has the cool factor and the project's very extensible. If you want like subdirectory peaking or, or SD card uh, it's all in circuit Python, of course. Mm-hmm. So you can go in and do that. This case is beautiful. It has <laughs> so the great. detail on the back. It even has a little thing here where you can reset the, uh, um the the board inside without uh-huh. having to open it all up and stuff. I like so,
1: those living hinge style uh button actuators that the Ruiz brothers
6: use on those. Those uh, are really they smart. they outdid themselves with this design. I well. love it. So uh the the learning system guide is up right now. It was kind of Great. a late edition today and there's no soldering and low part count. You just get a pie portal. And a good USB cable, and then uh, you know if you're not up to, to 3D printing this, you can send it out to a service, and then have it come mm-hmm. in the mail. Pop your board in, a uh, little Circuit Python onto the Circuit drive. It's done.
1: That's great. And now, uh, if I remember correctly, this was inspired by Dino Raptor uh, Photoshop type
6: of. Uh...
1: Yeah, um, Dino mm-hmm. Raptor
6: on uh, Twitter. Uh, yeah. Her name's uh, Dana Sabera. Yeah, I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, her designs and and some other kind of retro tech. Um, Lemoore was calling it uh, 1980s, not with an eight, but with an right. A. Is yeah. this design where we've in this present we look back on the past? Um, and the, we think of design kind mm-hmm. of not quite the way it really was. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, Dana's really good at, at picturing, you know, like strange max and all kinds of things. Uh, Love it's it. wonderful. So this was inspired by hers, hers and her something she posted a while back and some other stuff. So, yeah. uh, uh awesome. kudos, kudos there. Well, thanks so much for
1: sharing that, and uh, I look forward to checking out the guide, and I want to make one, because that's super cool. It thanks, Dan. All right, next up, uh, we've got Guy. Hey, hello.
0: Hello, how are you? I'm doing well. What's new? I made a clock that, uh, when it detects somebody looking at it, it shows the wrong time. <laughs> it's um, It is so, yeah. So I didn't think of it as that sinister. I've been called evil all day on Twitter oh, no. today, and and I get it. I get it now. I I should think hard harder <laughs> about the uh, the projects I'm putting out into the world. But to make it slightly less evil, I changed it so that the wrong time that it shows is eleven eleven. So you have extra time to make wishes. So that's my that's oh oh that's great. So uh, it's, yeah, it's whimsical yeah. now. No it's whimsical. It's not evil. It's not It's not misinformation. Love it. It's it's whimsy. Uh, yeah. So you can see it kind of It's I think it's picking up one of us right now, but you can see uh-huh. it switching back and forth between the real time if That's the real time, right? Yeah, that's real time. And then I'll try to put it right on my face. It's can working with the screen, but you can yeah, see it kind of you, picking. So you've
1: got a bigger target there.
0: Oh yeah. Alright, so I'll turn it so it'll show the real time and then I'll point it on my face and it'll show the wish time. There you go. <laughs>
1: All right. Tell us um, about
0: it. how did you put yes. this together? Yeah, so I'm using but mostly Adafruit stuff. I'll play it. So it's the ESP32 S2 Cutie Pie mm-hmm. going in semi UT into the seven segment uh, LCD backpack, the I squared C one, um, and then this is the person sensor. From it's like a new thing from company called Useful Sensors, which is a great name for a company. Yeah. Um, and it is not going to focus in my webcam. Okay, there we go. Uh, but yeah, this is like a $10 module that you plug it in, and it immediately just like, you don't need to calibrate it. It just starts picking up faces. It that's has really a little cool. debug LED so you can see it. Yeah, and it, it just sends you over i2c, it sends you a bounding box of all the faces mm-hmm. that it currently has in frame, which is really, really neat. Oh, it can also do identification, so you can you can calibrate it to like you can send it. You could say, okay, for the next frame, if you see a person, that's person number one, mm-hmm. and you can do that again for like eight different people. And in theory, it'll be able to like when those people come back thing. in. Yeah, yeah, oh, that's really great. Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty awesome. It's you know it's I think they they made a lot of trade offs in terms of like keeping it really simple to use, but also making it you know like that's a pretty powerful thing. To, to have that small of an interface yeah. for. Yeah. Um, I've been having a lot of fun with it. And I wrote a, the, the second part of this is that I wrote a uh, circuit Python library oh, uh, for it. Um, they had done most of the work. So they, they have a, uh, they had an example on their GitHub repo, but I just turned it into more of like a library format. They just had like a, single script. Mm-hmm. Um oh, I think, yeah, Todd Todd's used it too. Uh I, I saw his, his work with it as well. But I, I love this. Like what a powerful thing with just three yeah, pieces. It, no soldering. <laughs> it really um, it, it's it's amazing. Uh so yeah, so um really I, I, great I, nicely done. It's on my GitHub. I, I I'm so I meant to change my uh link below to for my name to, to show where to find everything. That's my Twitter uh, and then you can Follow find that. everything else. Follow awesome. that through. It's it's on my it's on my GitHub. Uh, both the library, which has examples for like calibrating and all the all the stuff, mm-hmm. and then the that code for this specific project. Terrific. Well.
1: well, thanks so much for bringing it by, guy. Yeah, no problem. Thank you.
0: See ya. All right,
1: we just got a few minutes, so we're gonna speed round it with three people here. We'll start off with Todd Bot. Hey, Todd.
3: Hey, all right, so quick. Uh, remember, hey. I had the Pico Touch, little like world's thinnest MIDI controller that I showed last time? Yes. Um, now I have a grid uh, touch surface. Oh, beautiful. With LEDs, and it is also very, very thin. Um, it's currently a little bit thicker because it's got the uh, Pico in the back, but it's got yeah. MIDI out, it's got a little OLED on the front. Um, also, um gorgeous it uh yeah (laughs) so yeah i might have this in my Tindy store at some point in the future but it's still a work in progress i'm I'm working on some jankiness of the matrix
1: (laughs) it's beautiful it has a a sort of um very stylish calculator from the 80s look to it or like a timex sinclair type of
2: (laughs) totally very cool that's great have a good
7: night. Thanks, Todd. <laughs> All right. Next up, we got uh, DJ Devin3. Hello. Hello. Yes, I got another little quick project. This one is a 3D printer bed calibrator PCB that I designed. Uh, it has a tiny little uh, CR2032 coin cell. It's got an mm-hmm. on off switch. On off. And then a leveling nozzle. So instead, of, this replaces a sheet of paper. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone's familiar with the sheet of paper and using that to level your, calibrate your level, your, or tram, your 3D printer beds. Instead, mm-hmm. this uses an electronic button. And this is based off the design by Chep from YouTube. Uh, so this is not like an original idea of mine. Um, but I did take the idea and then added a gantry on this axis, axis Mm-hmm. And it just uses the same exact button, so like that the electronic uh, design is really, really simple, really basic. Oh, I, th- I just I just threw that together, um, yeah. And I wanted to show that off. And then of course I've got some pretty silkscreen on the back, better And this <laughs> is uh, available from uh, this is available on the GitHub. Great. And then the PCB design is on Osh uh, EasyEDA Osh. Mm-hmm. Whatever, that thing. Uh, but if you go to my GitHub, you can find a link to that. Love uh, it. So Great you design. Can, you can actually have these produced yourself yeah. f- fairly cheap and then um, use that instead of paper. And then uh, the way that you would use this is you would use your calipers and you would measure mm-hmm. the uh, the thickness to the button and then yep. you would subtract that in order to get your Z offset.
1: Mm-hmm.
7: And there right. you go. Bob's your uncle. Nicely done. Thank you so much for uh, for bringing
1: that on and for sharing it. You're very welcome. Thank you for having me. Everybody have a great night. Take care. All right, last up. Hey, Michael, we've just got like a minute because Ask an Engineer is about to start. So uh, sorry sorry for uh, running long on some of the others. What you got for for us tonight?
8: Yeah, um, so I don't know if you remember, but like six months ago, I showed off a cool little feather wing I was working on um, and I'm almost ready to release it as a product. Um, And here it is, um, if it focuses. Yeah, so it's this little thing. I call it Display Plus. It's iSpy compatible, so it works with all the iSpy screens. Um, Now, the reason why I call it Display Plus is because it's slightly different. I added um, five volts on one of the pins, um, but the screens don't need to use that pin. So I work around that. And then I also have this um, one for the Pico, the Raspberry Pi Pico, and I'm calling it a Pico Pal. Um, So, yeah, it works with both... um, like, but basically any uh, iSpy compatible display. There's a few, like two of them that are a little iffy, but even works with uh, a touchscreen one as well. So that's pretty awesome. And then I have a few different things too, like an LED on it, and yeah, I'll be launching this on Tindy in probably a, a week or two. So great. Yeah. What should people
1: look for if so, they want to find that uh, find your Tindy store?
8: Um, I haven't launched a product yet on there, but it will it. be called Prototype Delight. Um, okay. So and I'm still working on the website and yeah. documentation and getting that all.
1: Those uh, look great Excellent work. Yeah. Thank you so much. And good thank luck uh, with the launch. Thank you. All right. Take care. Okay. That is it for show and tell. Sorry, I ran a little long. Uh, stay tuned for Ask an Engineer, which is happening two minutes ago.
8: Bye.